Good evening, my fellow Americans. Take the red pill. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. The disastrous rise of misplaced power exists. All we have built, all we have worked for, would be destroyed. There is nothing the political establishment will not do. And this nation will not be fully free until all its citizens are free. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action. These criminals cannot be rewarded. So that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. They're coming after you and I'm just standing in their way. Here I am. You and I have a rendezvous with death. The cost of freedom is always high. Those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the Founding Fathers. This is a crusade! This is a holy war against the deep state! We never wanted to be right, but yet things are all adding up to the firestorm. This is the difference between the power of the, our Creator and anything else, particularly evil. That you can go into a pitch black room full of evil, full of darkness, and light a little candle, and instantly that darkness flees. But you can't do the opposite. You can't go into a well-lit room full of truth and wisdom and righteousness and joy and health and harmony with the universal power. And you can't take a, any amount of darkness and go into that well-lit room and have any effect whatsoever. That is the metaphor which I frequently think of when I think that I'm not empowered. It is the greatest lesson for me and I think for everybody else to know that we're on the winning side and that we win in the end. All right. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh and welcome to the Red Bill Project's Daily Dose Live with you Monday through Thursday. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy and a conspiracy it is. And that was a video uh, for anybody who out there who doesn't know. That was a video that I put together um, in 2020 called Dark Delight. It is on our, uh, our Rumble channel. Uh, Trump Dark Delight magic sword yep that is the magic sword uh the, the heavens declare the glory of god and the sky above proclaims his handiwork psalms 19 1 and uh th that is um len horowitz dr len horowitz who's actually making that comment at a conference back i think back in 1998 and it's something that i think about a lot um it, it's uh the light in the dark Walking into a pitch dark room and lighting one little candle and darkness flees. But yet you can't do the opposite. You can't walk into a room full of, of love and beauty and, and gratitude. And you can't, you can't have that light flee in any way, shape, or form. Darkness does not have that power over light. And in the times that are coming, the times that are happening right now, I tend to think about that right there a lot because... We are living in, in biblical times, people. We are living in epic times. We are living in times that will be talked about for centuries, millennia to come. There's things happening right now on this planet that are darker than we can ever imagine. There are things that have been happening on this planet that are the epitome of evil. There is rampant corruption, money, power, and greed seem to be the driving force within almost every institution, especially governments. We are in the, what I would call the age of awakening. And uh, we, we knew that this time frame was coming and whether it is a, um, 
a psychological cycle that occurs and through natural process or whether it's something that we brought about within ourselves as just human beings through our collective conscious psyche. Either way, it's been talked about for a very long time that this apocalypse, this revelation would come, that truth would rise up from the darkness, that from the depths of hell, all of the evil would be brought into the light and face its, its final fate. And we're in that process right now. We're watching it unfold one day at a time. Now, there's also other parts of this. There's, there's not just political stuff going on here. There are also things happening with our planet. And we've seen the globalist kind of, we've seen the globalist try to organize a lot of those things that are happening with our planet, um, much towards themselves much towards in the sense that it's it's human-made and they want to control it for their benefit. Um, this is the final battle part three that we're talking about tonight. And what I'm going to lay out tonight is we're going to go over a little bit more of the history that kind of led us here, more of the current history. We're going to talk about a few different things that um, have been talked about throughout the last few decades and been talked about throughout the last few centuries, uh, predicted by many different people from Edgar Cayce uh, to various different mystics. We're going to talk about a little bit about the Epstein stuff. Yeah, we'll get into the Epstein stuff. Um, I have learned absolutely nothing new from the Epstein stuff. I know that it's a big hype. It's taking up the airwaves, and it's great that it's coming out because a lot of normies and a lot of liberals are now transitioning over. Um, but yeah, there's 2024 is going to be an epic year. And by the end of this year, we will know. By the end of this year, we will know if we got our country back or if we have to rise up for the final battle. And I'll talk a little bit about that final battle, of what that could look like. I made a comment today that that triggered some people on X. And to be honest, I don't care. Because you know what? There is an evil in this world. And... I will fight that evil with everything that I have, and I'll use all the tools in my arsenal to fight that evil. And I know that there's men out there just like me who will risk their lives, their families, everything that they built, everything that they have to protect the innocent, to protect the weak. I'm one of those people. And so I might make some comments that people don't know how to interpret or dislike or it triggers you in a certain way, shape, or form, so be it. But don't attack me. At least that's my perspective. Because you know what? When the day comes, if that day comes, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. It's going to be people like that, people like me, that are going to stand up, they're going to rise up, and we will do what it needs to be done. We will do what it takes. We were the men that just wanted to be left alone. And when I hear absolute atrocities like what happened today with a, another school shooting, we know what's going on there. We know that this is a mental illness crisis. We know that there is manipulation going on, that MK Ultra never stopped, and that this is most likely one of those cases. But when I hear a sixth grader was killed in this incident, an innocent young child was killed in this, in this, this incident. I'm disgusted. I got a sixth grader myself. And if that happened to my son, fuck, I would, I would wage a holy fucking hell on whoever did that. And I would stop at nothing. So, you know, sometimes we look at things out there and we see events that occur and they do hurt us. They do affect us. And sometimes we can no longer be silent. Sometimes we don't want to be silent. Sometimes we want to express that out there. And I think that that's a healthy thing. And the answer is never violence to a lot of these things. But sometimes violence is the answer. We all have to understand that. That is a hard truth in life is sometimes violence is an answer. I'm not saying that violence is an answer in, in with the political situation in our country. I'm not saying that violence is an answer within the situation that occurred today. But if you met, 
If you were in a school the moment a school shooter walked in, what would be your option? Are you going to use soft, kind words to talk him down from his rifle? Or are you going to use everything in your toolkit to stop that person from perpetuating evil on the innocent people? That's my perspective. That's how I look at the world. Is if I was in that situation, God forbid, I would use everything within me. I would risk my life, my safety, my future, everything to stop that motherfucker. And I know that nine out of 10 men listening to this right now and probably 10 out of 10 women would do the same thing. And I hope that that's not the world we're walking into. I truly do hope that that's not the world we're walking into. Because I want peace. I want love. I want kindness. I want compassion. I had a talk with my son two days ago about his perspective of the world. And uh, he's starting to see what the world really is. He's starting to see the illusion, the facade. He goes, for the longest time, I believed the, lo the world was love and peace, but that's not true. And then he asked me, why do I have to go to school? Because they're the ones that taught me that. It was an interesting conversation, but it reminded me a lot of why we do what we do. Why we do what we do here at the Red Pill Project, at the Daily Dose, that we might not always be right, definitely not always wrong, but we do what we do to keep people informed, to keep people up to date, to keep people vigilant, to keep people's eyes open to what's happening in the world. Things that four years ago we talked about as conspiracy theory are now mainstream media. Things that we said months ago on other shows, popular shows, months later were found out to be true and verified. Things that we said years ago are unfolding before our eyes. And that's what scares me the most. I'll be honest with you. Is that I look at a lot of the, the other podcasters and show hosts out there who do this. And a lot of them just have guests on and the guests come on and talk. And, and that's fine and great because that information is good. I'm typically the guy that sits in here and looks at the world and gives you my perspective. That gives you my understanding. Uh, that gives you the information that I have. And out of those types, there's very few, I think, out there right now that have it spot on, that have it correct, that have a good understanding. And for the longest time, I hoped I was wrong. I hoped that we were, that, that nothing was going to happen, that we were just in, incorrect and that, you know, Trump and the Patriots would rise up out of the ashes and come out from the shadows and boom, there we go. We, we got our country back. Unfortunately, that's not the case, guys. No one's coming to save us. And if you think about God, God wouldn't want it any other way. He would want you to save yourself. He would want you to rise up and fight for your freedom, for your rights, for your liberty. He would want you to take back your country. It's not God's job to intervene. It's our job to do what needs to be done. And what does that look like in 2024? We're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. We're going to talk about, uh, we'll start with this, because this is something that I've been talking about for for well over a decade now. And we're seeing a lot of this ramping up. And this deals with solar cycles. This deals with cosmic cycles. And I know people out there don't really want to hear it, but you have to understand from 2024 into 2030, this is going to be incredibly important to understand and potentially understanding why this is happening and that it's not man-made, that it's not, as the globalists and the corporations tell you, it's not man-made global warming and there's no taxes that are going to make it go away. But understanding what, what is happening and why it's happening will allow us to prepare and to survive. So I'm going to play this short little video here. This is kind of a good explainer video I found earlier. 
development of these events leads to the internal cracking of the Earth's crust, there will be microfractures in the crust in some places, which will increase magmatic activity. And it will keep increasing even more until it provokes a large-scale rupture in the thinnest part of the crust, which is in the ocean. This is inevitable. There is a 99.9% .9 probability that this rupture will occur in the area of the Mariana Trench. This is where deep-focused earthquakes are registered and where the Earth's crust is the thinnest, only 5 kilometers. At first, when a small amount of water will meet magma, magma will break through the crust for the first time, exploding violently. When we say the micro-explosions will occur, we mean that, in fact, each of these explosions is equivalent to the explosion of dozens of nuclear bombs. This will destroy the thin layer of the crust beneath the Mariana Trench, but the worst thing will happen next. And to understand what happens next, we will show you an experiment. You see what happened when the water met red-hot metal? Now multiply it by a hundred billion times. A gigantic volume of magma from the magma plume will rip the Mariana Trench in an instant. Billions of cubic meters of water will meet billions of cubic meters of magma. Due to the sudden breakdown of ocean water, molecules, oxygen and hydrogen will be released under tremendous pressure at a floor of the Mariana Trench. A huge explosion will happen. This explosion will be equivalent to thousands of times of the entire stockpile of nuclear weapons available on Earth. Under extreme pressure, the ocean won't just boil, it will explode. This will rise a huge column of steam mixed with dust. And under tremendous pressure, this gigantic column of steam will rush so high up that it will tear. Now, this video goes on. And I don't want to do the fear porn in the sky. Fear shit. Uh, that's just one potential. We could have a caldera explode in Yellowstone. We could have just various magmic activities occur throughout the world through various different volcanoes. Marianas Trench is one of the big ones because that is the thinnest layer of the Earth's crust. The question is, is why does this happen? And they go on to explain this in, in the longer version of the video. But it goes back to the cosmic cycles that we are moving into an area of high-density cosmic radiation, which is ionized. That changes the electrical potential of our sun, which then adjusts the magma or the magnetic sheath within the heliopause of our solar system, fluctuating the magnetic fields and the cores of all the planets' electrical potential. That has to be either increased or decreased with magmic activity, which acts as a hydraulic pressure system on the core to generate the electrical currents. We will see that in our lifetime, something of that nature, caliper, in our lifetime. It's happening already. It's already begun. It's been talked about and theorized for a very long time. Edgar Cayce talked about the rising of Atlantis coming back in order for that to happen. The, the ocean levels have to decrease. The increasing of the ocean levels in the North America by um, eight feet. These things have been predicted to happen. Uh, massive amounts of mystics from the 19th and the 20th century had talked about this. A lot of ancient documents and scripts talk about these various different cycles. Something of that nature is going to happen within our lifetime, most likely within the first next five to 10 years. So be prepared. Have water, have food, have a place to bug out to. Know your landscape, know your routing and directions. Understand that if there's an ESP, EMP event, that electric products will not work to protect a lot of your electric products, electromagnetic products. Um, if you're on the coastal lands, have a route inland. We must be prepared for everything and anything. Uh, actually, Dave Dubain hit me up early last week. He's on vacation right now. We'll be uh, back soon. And once he comes back, we're going to do a show and we're going to talk about this. We're going to get into these cosmic cycles and we're going to discuss what's happening right on the planet and the potential for this stuff to happen in the next 10 years. 
So keep that in mind. Let's transition first before I get into the history of everything. Let's talk about the Epstein stuff because this is a really big topic. I know there's people scouring these documents, looking for everything and anything. Everything that I've seen, we knew in 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. Um, this was interesting though. This is for uh, Eric Weinstein. He said, for those interested in the relationship of Epstein to the intelligence community, um, than in lured celebrity details, I recommend searching the document for 1320-9.pdf for claims about a secret non-prosecution agreement, MPA. Um, grateful for any such pointers. Thanks in advance. And what he's talking about here specifically is this guy. The government was well aware that Jane Doe number three um, Jane Doe number three, when it was negotiating the non-prosecution agreement, as it listed her as a victim in the attachment of the MPA. Moreover, even a rudimentary investigation of Jane Doe number three's relationship to Epstein would have been revealed the fact that she had been trafficked throughout the United States and internationally for sexual purposes. Nonetheless, the government secretly negotiated a non-prosecution agreement with Epstein, precluding any federal prosecution in the Southern District of Florida of Epstein and his co-conspirators. As with Jane Doe 1 and Jane Doe 2, the government concealed the non-prosecution agreement from Jane Doe 3, all in violation of her right under the CVRA to avoid Jane Doe number 3 from raising powerful objections to the NPA that would have shed tremendous public light on Epstein. Now, what does that mean? It means that Jeffrey Epstein had immunity from the people investigating him. In other words... Jeffrey Epstein was an agent for the CIA, for the Mossad, we know that, and the FBI. And so what was going on here? Jeffrey Epstein was basically funded by various intelligence agencies around the world. He was a, a freelance blackmail artist. He had dirt on everybody. He would invite people in. He would take the videos of them, give them everything they need. Maybe I don't know how he drugged them, how he got them to say yes or whatever, or maybe they didn't know. And then he would sell that information to intelligence agencies, to the FBI, to the CIA, to the Mossad. And then they would use that information against these people, especially politicians. When the FBI needs additional funding or there's a new law that they want to get written and passed and certain congressmen just aren't in agreement about it. And now all of a sudden that video shows up in an email attachment on their laptop and they say, hey, you might want to comply. Oh, that article got in there a little too early. All right. But see... We're not asking the right questions about Epstein, are we? Everybody out there, it's uh, uh, Dershowitz, it's uh, you know, uh, Stephen Hawking's, oh my God, you know, David Copperfield, the guy's name hasn't been mentioned in a freaking decade. Who cares? Who cares about A-list Hollywood celebrities who were on Epstein's list? Who cares about Jimmy Kimmel? Who gives a flying fudge, Okay. We know that there was names on that list that weren't released. One of them specifically, in talking about Prince Andrew, it said that the, the lady said, yes, Prince Andrew and another prince. During that time, Prince Andrew's brother, Charles, was Prince Charles, who's now king. He can understand why they would hold that name back. But you're not getting the people who are actually on the list. You're not seeing the politicians, and we know the politicians are there. But the real question, and I said this yesterday, where are the Epstein tapes? The 2019 raid on Epstein's townhouse revealed the safe with CDs, hard drives, and more, but that key evidence later vanished. Where are the tapes? The tapes 
show the illicit activities and the crimes, the information that people maybe spilled. It shows these people committing treason against their country, against their corporations, against their governments. Will those Epstein tapes ever be released? Released? Those things were destroyed before you ever knew about them. Those things died before Epstein. It's a lot of powerful people in the world that never wanted those tapes to see the light of the day, and they made sure that they were destroyed. Like who? I don't know. Let's listen to uh, let's listen to Tucker's opening comments on this. It's interesting to learn who Jeffrey Epstein hung around with while he was alive. People who flew on his airplane, people who stayed on his private island in the Caribbean, those who had dinner at his home off Fifth Avenue in New York. And to some extent, those names are coming out, not all of them. But we know a lot of the people who are in Jeffrey Epstein's life, and we have for several years now. But on another level, that whole story seems like a bit of a sideshow because it doesn't answer the main mysteries surrounding Jeffrey Epstein's life or death. And there are three of them, almost none of which is ever discussed in the media. The first is who did Jeffrey Epstein work for? What did Jeffrey Epstein do for a living and on whose behalf? We don't know. The second question is where did all the money come from? Hundreds of millions of dollars that passed through his hands over many years. And where is it now? We don't know that either. And the third question may be the most pressing of all, which is what happened to Jeffrey Epstein? On August 10, 2019, he was found dead in the Federal Correction Facility in Manhattan, in one of the most secure places in the world. Did he kill himself, as the government has claimed ever since, or was he murdered? Well, the overwhelming evidence suggests that he was in fact murdered and that the US government, including the Attorney General of the United States, covered up that murder. These are the questions that matter most, and they're exactly the ones not being addressed in the news media. Why? The Attorney General of the United States during that time was Bill Barr, was it not? Under Trump. Bill Barr visited Jeffrey Epstein the day before. A few days ago, Game Tech posted something on Twitter, and I responded to it with something else, but we'll, we'll look at this. Bomb threat shuts down Metropolitan Correction Center weeks after after weekend protests. February 4th, Metropolitan Detention Center security staff and Department of Justice Federal Bureau of Prison Special Operations Response Team search the area for explosives after reports of a bomb threat at the facility on February 4th, 2019 in the Brooklyn borough of New York City. Power has been fully restored to the prison after inmates suffered the past week with without heat or access to television, computers, or telephones. On Monday morning, the facility received a bomb threat following a weekend of protests. What was that, guys? That was a dry run before Epstein's murder. The night of Jeffrey Epstein's suicide, the electricity went out at that facility. Cameras didn't record anything. Bill Barr was there the day before. Bill Barr covered it up, still covering it up today, probably because his father was an associate of Jeffrey Epstein. But if Bill Barr was the attorney general and we know that the FBI falls under him, what do you think happened to that evidence? It doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. But I guarantee you somebody has some copies. I guarantee you there is some information out there somewhere. And maybe in the next few weeks, since this is being relived, we'll see it come out. As for the Jeffrey Epstein information, this is waking up a lot of normies. This is waking up a lot of lefties. I saw the Krasenstein brothers even talking about it today. And I think that that's a good thing. It's reviving Pizzagate and a lot of that stuff. That's a good thing. More, more attention needs to be brought to these horrific and evil topics. I did go on a tirade last night about Epstein and what was actually going on. Where is the money? Where's all the companies and corporations that he was investing in? Why did he need all the scientists? 
because changing history and changing the narrative is about going in there and controlling those who prescribe it. That's the scientists. That's the historians. That's the lawyers. That's the politicians. Whoever Jeffrey Epstein worked for, we know that he consulted with the intelligence agencies. But at the top of the top, I think we understand exactly who he worked for. He worked for what we would call the New World Order, the globalist, the cabal, however you want to think about it, perceive it. With that being said, is Jeffrey Epstein alive or dead? I still think Jeffrey Epstein's alive. That is my thought. I think that they did a body swap. I think that he was pulled out. He was given his immunity. He's out in some tropical island in Antigua living a life with millions of dollars. Most likely that's the case. But in the reason I say that is because everybody in that industry, everybody who works in that realm, they have an insurance policy. And if they die, that insurance policy is supposed to be released. And you got to remember, there was a Yislaine Maxwell stuff that happened around that same time, but it never got released. Same thing with McAfee. Do I think McAfee's alive? No, I don't. I think McAfee is deader than a doornail. But I think that they were able to neutralize his insurance policy before they killed him. And that was in Florida at a um, at a apartment building that collapsed, if you remember that whole scenario. A few weeks ago, I was... Uh, given a discussion here in the daily dose and I was talking about uh, Vivek and how Vivek had mentioned that they're going to swap out Gavin Newsom or Joe Biden with Nikki Haley, or he didn't mention whose name it was. And I came out and I said, this is Nikki Haley from what we got from the people I've talked to. This is Nikki Haley. We come out and find out that, yep, that's very, very true that they're already making this move that Nikki Haley is coming up on uh, the Democrat ticket. Now, Nikki Haley just recently said Americans should not call illegal aliens criminals because it's disrespectful and they're not. Um, yeah, you can't come over the U.S. border illegally. That's criminal. That makes you a criminal. Well, they're, they're seeking asylum. Then go through the Port Authority. Go through the proper port channels. Don't come over the border illegally. That's criminal. But I want you to think about this for a second. If the Democrats are going to position Nikki Haley as their candidate, ask yourself why. Why would they do that? D Donald Trump is pulling double digits ahead of her. Against Joe or against Donald Trump, she has no shot in hell. But see, it's about the control of the mainstream narrative. By bringing a Republican over to the Democratic Party, having them run as a candidate for president endorsed by the Democrats, the Democrats now get to go out there and say that they're they're nonpartisan, that they just want the best for our country, that they don't want Donald Trump to win, that they admit Joe Biden was corrupt, all this stuff goes away. They get to look at the last eight years as like almost nothing. And now they get to say when they start stealing votes during the November election, they can just say that all these Republicans voted Democrat. When you have this plethora of votes over on the left side, oh, where did those all come from? Oh, there was all the Republicans that came over and voted for Nikki Haley. They're going to try to construe this narrative the damn best that they can to put their candidate in the White House. Now, that's pretty crazy. I don't know if anybody caught this. I'm all about symbolism. They are setting up a sequence right now to where we're coming to that scenario where I talked about before with Donald Trump that they will never give up power again. 
And if we remember the Martin Luther King assassination, Ronald Reagan assassination attempt, anniversaries, 2023, that's when Donald Trump was indicted and arraigned. Those were warning shots across the bow. Those are things that they were warning Donald Trump that we will take you out if you pursue this and move forth. Fox News is, is wholly corrupt. It's mainstream. Jesse Waters just had a uh, world-renowned psychic on his show to discuss uh, Donald Trump. Let's check this out. Paula Roberts is the English psychic who is on set to give us a reading right now. I would like, Paula, for you to give me a reading hmm. on President Trump. Just the one card. One card. One card. Let's do just one card. We like that one. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what is The one card that she pulled is the Grim Reaper. Come on, guys. See the symbolism here. The one card that the crazy, evil old lady just pulled was the Grim Reaper. Was that a random pull on her behalf? No. That's why the camera doesn't show you when she's going through the deck. She goes, oh, I like this one. Grim Reaper. They are sending symbolic warning shots across the bow to Donald Trump that if he pers if he continues to move forth, they will take him out. We all know what happens if they go that route. That will lead to eventual civil war. We already know that there's a very, very high chance that this next election is going to lead to civil war. We don't want it. But these, these people are not going to be stepping down from power anytime soon, and they're not going to give up power, which means between now and then, they have to disarm you, take your guns away, restrict ammunition, and go after conservatives and patriots. Between now and then, because they want to win. This is about winning for them, which means that you have to lose. They know that if they did that move right there, that... Americans would immediately take arms, militias would form, and chaos would ensue. They don't want that. That's too too difficult to deal with. We know the FBI and the DHS have been watching conservatives, conservative groups, MAGA, various different patriot organizations. I believe that 2024, they're coming for those organizations. They're coming for those people. They're going to make up shit one way or another. I think that they're going to try to take the guns away in 2024 under national emergencies. Remember what happened in Louisiana during the hurricane when the levees broke? They confiscated the guns. I could see a situation or scenario where that happens, where we have a nationally declared natural disaster or disaster emergency. Martial laws declared. And they go to seize our weapons, seize our guns. I don't know what's going to happen in 2024, but I think we all know that it's time to buckle up. Mayorkas testified today with Congress, says millions of military-aged men have invaded the southern border on Biden's watch because of climate change. That's what Mayorkas said, because of climate change. Oh, these military-aged men, they're just coming over the border because of climate change. They all know what's happening. Speaker Mike Johnson today. Yesterday, more than 60 House Republicans were in South Texas speaking with local landowners and law enforcement. We were showing firsthand how the president's reckless open border policies are devastating communities across the state. Hold on a second here. Do you remember when Donald Trump wanted to build a wall in Texas as president and Congress stopped him because they defunded it and he had to seek emergency funding through the DOD? That means that Congress has the power to defund Joe Biden on the border, to defund Customs and Border Patrol, 
to defund all of that and say that we're only going to give you funding when you start turning away, when you start pushing them back, when you start deporting them out of our country. They're not doing that. 60 members of Congress and Mike Johnson don't give a shit about the border. It's good publicity for them. It's, it's a topic that they can run their next campaign on. What's uh, Mayorkas think about uh, border funding? Let's, let's hear it from his own words. But when you say that Republicans won't accept the extra funding, they have a problem with the funds being used to release and transport illegal immigrants around the country. So Congress is listening right now. Would you ex accept the extra funding on the condition that the funds could only be used for detention and removal, but not release into the country? Uh, Brett, the funds are needed to provide the Department of Homeland Security with more Border Patrol agents. The funds are needed to provide the Department of Homeland Security with more technology. The funds are needed to provide our department with more detention space, to provide the Department of Justice with more immigration judges so justice can be administered more swiftly. But justice can be administered more swiftly? Does he mean that asylum cases can be uh, push through faster and that more border patrol agents can be utilized as the TSA to usher in military aged illegal immigrants that are flowing into our country so they can get them on the buses faster. They ship them off to the different cities. That's what he really means. In other words, if Congress defunded DHS and then said that we will only provide the funds for you to ship them out, Mayorkas wouldn't take the money and Biden would seek it from somewhere else. But you know what? Those are the moves that Congress should do. That is exactly what Congress should be doing a year ago. But they didn't. And they haven't. They haven't defunded DHS. They haven't defunded the border, uh, the border teams. Yet, our borders are wide open. Military-aged men continue to cross day in and day out. It's almost like the Republicans think that they don't have any power at all. They act as if they don't have any power. But for four years, Donald Trump was stopped at every corner and every angle by Congress. But yet they can't stop Joe Biden? They don't work for you and me, people. It's nothing but a big facade. It's an illusion. They're all on the same team. Marjorie Taylor Greene is, is, is friends with the campaign um, operator of RFK Jr. And been funding him. Hmm. Wonder who she's going to support in 2020. House Democrats have came out and now accused Trump of taking millions in foreign bribes while president president. They're saying, oh, yeah, you think Biden and Hunter was bad. Well, think about Donald Trump. Is it true that $7.8 million is almost certainly only a fraction of Trump's harvest of unlawful foreign state money? But this figure in itself is a scandal and a decision to spur the action. Ranking member of the House Oversight Committee, James Raskin, said on a 156-page report. House Democrats have targeted Trump and accused him of violating the very the very rarely uh, litigated emoluments clause of the U.S. Constitution by claiming his luxury hotels, which at the time were blocks from the White House, were evidence Trump was receiving benefits. So, in other words, Trump's hotels, which were being ran by his sons, did business in these countries and made some deals when he was not a part of Trump hotels. An actual legitimate business was out there making deals to build more hotels, to bring sporting events into their hotels and they made money and they want to use this against Donald Trump. When Joe Biden was bringing in money with his brother and his son with no actual legitimate business in place, they didn't have hotels. They didn't have actual running and operating businesses. Their business was Joe Biden. Their business was the influence of Joe Biden. It's all garbage, man. You know, we've all been duped. We've all been had. Uh, Joe Biden's first campaign video of 2024. Have you seen it? 
dystopian as ever. Let's watch it. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. All of us are being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? History's watching. The world is watching. Most important, our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. The Vice President and I have supported voting rights since day one of this administration. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. There's an extremist movement. There is an extremist movement that does not share our love of democracy. Remember when I told you that any time that a politician says democracy, they're not talking about our constitutional republic. They're talking about the deep state democracy that they have. They're not talking about you in the democratic process. They're talking about the democratic process of their inner circles. And they're calling you and me extremists. That's what they think about us. That's why the Department of Homeland Security is investigating all of us, is keeping tabs on all of us. That's why the FBI is investigating and keeping tabs on all of us. Eric Prince, uh, former CEO of Blackwater, former Navy SEAL, um, has come out and did an interview in his prediction to uh, the UK Tory MP Jacob Reese Moggs, who um, was the host of the show, who also works as a commentator and host for the network, Noted that Chinese President uh, Xi Jinping warned President Biden at the summit in San Francisco that China would reunify Taiwan. Xi didn't set a timetable for this, but the prince, but Eric Prince argued that China would try to take Taiwan during the Biden administration because of Biden's weakness or foreign policy, which has eventualities to lead to World War III. Now, who I said that? I said that China will take Taiwan before. Donald Trump comes back before the Republicans come back because that is the best opportunity that they're ever going to have. Unless they know. Oh, shoot. <sighs> Unless they know specifically that Donald Trump's not going to get in office, but they can't take that opportunity. So 2024, we should see China taking Taiwan. Now, now go back to the firestorm. United States presence in Eastern Europe, Middle East, and Southeast, South Asia Sea. That's what I've been talking about will be multi-fronted war. That's a world war, by the way. It's all unraveling. And I agree with Eric Prince that this is going to happen. BRICS, we talked about BRICS welcoming new members. I just found it interesting that uh, this was one of the headlines on RT.com. As the new international order takes hold, what can we expect from China and the rest of the Asia in 2024? They're already referring to themselves as the new international order. Now, is that the new world order? I believe that there's two new world orders. There's a Western new world order and there is a BRICS or Eastern new world order. And they're both fighting for prize possession and control of this planet. Neither one of them have your best interest in mind and care shits about you. I believe that the BRICS and the Eastern World Order have risen up in opposition to the Western World Order, um, largely due to, I think, negotiations from Donald Trump. And I believe it was one of those, my enemy of my enemy is my friend type of scenarios. So what do we have to do as Americans, though, to take our country back, to, to really go out there and, and seal the deal for 2024? Maybe we should take a lesson from European and German farmers who have blocked the roadways, who have surrounded their political buildings with tractors, and their government acquiesced. That's civil disobedience at a very, very large level, that not one shot was fired. We need to start thinking like that, people, because it's coming to be that time where we're really going to have to figure out some things to get some shit done. Because these politicians, these politicians, they don't care about you. They don't care about me. They don't care about anybody. They're coming after power and control and they're selling. They are selling America out to the globalists. They want your rights, your freedoms and your liberties absolutely ripped apart and shredded.
Now, we've had a lot of predictive programming already in just the last 30 days. Leave the World Behind was one of those movies. I haven't validated this. This is, I've seen this quite a few different times. Um, and I, I would love to find a download of the video to see this. But this was quite interesting. I found this and I wanted to share this with you because it brings in a concern of other type of content that we potentially see on social media. Listen to this. And this is what it looks like 100% of the time when you open this, this movie right here is Jurassic Park, for instance. Okay, I'm just showing this to people who have never seen this. For the last 15 years that I have been using Sony Vegas and other editing software and have gone through downloading movies and using them in our own video production, 100% of the time, it's either an MKV or an MP4. Occasionally, you'll download a torrent that's an AVI, not very often. And this is what it will always look like. One video file right here, one audio file right here, always. That's been my experience. Now, let me show you what happened when we downloaded and put uh, Sony, put the uh, movie Leave the World Behind onto Sony Vegas. Here you go. Stunning, stunning. One video file, four audio files opened up. And this one, this fourth audio file seems to be the weapon. This is a low, uh, ELF, a low, low frequency. Uh, infrasonic. Infrasonic wave right here. And um, so we, we are gonna, let me put the camera back on again. So this is big news, just, just so people realize. In, in 15 years of video editing, I have never downloaded, and I'm speaking specifically a movie file, okay? A Hollywood movie from a torrent, downloading it in a, either MKV, MP4, occasionally AVI, 100% of the time, over a thousand movies I've done this with, you have video file, audio file, period. This is the very first time I've ever seen anything like this with the four files. Bonnie's gonna go into now talking about the the infrasonic sound waves and what we found out about that and the fact that there's one here we're and the point is we're going to go back after bonnie gives you some information about what what it is we're dealing with how this is a weapon then we're going to go back uh towards the end of the live stream here and, <coughs> and that's not covered in this video what is the infrasonic sound wave that they're probably utilizing there it's probably an alpha wave um, because that opens up your subconscious mind and makes it more susceptible to external influence. And so what they wanted to do was leave the world behind, was get that idea of EMP, civil disobedience, all of these things inside your subconscious mind and make you think that it was actually going to happen. I don't know. I don't have too much more information on all of that, but I find that highly interesting. Now, did you hear about the Houston, Texas shopping mall inundated by a massive murder of crows? This is not just happening in Houston. It's happening all around the planet. This usually happens when you have various fluctuations in the Earth's geomagnetic field, considering birds and other animals utilize that to actually travel. We started this conversation with a lot of that. Um, I thought I was actually going to get into a lot of the history. We can cover that tomorrow on Fringe or Monday. We'll probably do Monday and, and talk about a lot of the history. It, it's going to be a different show from now on. We're going to do a lot of the news. We're going to keep on doing the news, going over the news and integrating the stories, but it's going to be about the narrative this year and, and kind of how the narrative is unflowing and what stories really portray that narrative and how they all flow together instead of just going news, 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 news. Our earth is changing. We have to understand that. These people at the high elite levels, they know that and they're preparing for that. And they're trying to instigate the chaos in the midst of all that so that when everything does settle down, they can have all the power, all the land and all the control. They have all the resources. They're the saviors of humanity. What I really do hope happens for this final battle of 2024 is that the information 
begins to flow out. The drip, drip flood. That information begins to flow out. That exonerates Donald Trump and the J6ers and everybody else. And that completely shows the corruption of foreign governments, the interference in 2020, to the point where it can no longer be ignored that there has to be intervention and that our government is held responsible and that the people rise up and we get Donald Trump back in the office and that we get our country back and we can start moving forward and have these people all prosecuted. But we both know that's not going to happen. And so that begs the next scenario. I don't know if there's going to be an election in November. I don't know if they're going to try an assassination attempt on Donald Trump's life. I don't know what's going to happen after November 2024. I do know that there are certain definites. The people who control the United States of America are not going to give up power. They will scorch this earth before they ever give up power. Which means that they will fight to the death to take that election in 2024. That level of desperation for them to hold on to that power brings about so many different scenarios that could unfold. Among them is World War III being nuclear, um, global economic collapse, uh, EMP, leave the world behind type of scenarios, EMP, supply chain and infrastructure shutdown with global societal collapse occurring during that point in time. The, uh, the targeted assassination of various different leaders within the Republican Party conservative movement, so forth, or the targeted the other side and blaming it on those other people. And the leading in the Civil War. But before the Civil War ever breaks out, you'll see martial law, you'll see national emergencies, potentially another pandemic. All of these things are on the table in 2024 because this is their back against the wall. They are desperate. There is things happening and transpiring. Information is rising up from the darkness into the light. It's being shown to the world. The world is deciding that they are not okay with this. People are coming together. People are waking up on the left and the right and realizing that because we weren't vigilant when it counted, the world went to shit. And now it's time to take back that power. And 2024 is that year. With 2024 being the year that we the people take back the power, that means that we the people are going to have a great fight on our hands. Because the weapons in the arsenal of the evil of this world are far great. And we need to be strong. We need to be vigilant. We need to be compassionate. But we need to be ruthless in how we fight our battles. 2024 is happening, people. And it's going to be an interesting, epic year. Because by this time next year, we will have the answers to so many more questions. The questions we've been asking for four to eight years, as well as questions we never thought about. This month, in a few weeks here, Congress is going to be doing a classified briefing with David Grush and a few other people. I've been saying this for weeks. You're going to have a whistleblower come out that is going to say some things, and this is going to become public information. And it's going to be shocking. A lot of those questions that Tucker was talking about will be answered. I don't know about in January, but it'll be answered in 2024. All right, guys, 30 minutes from now, we are going to uh, the after show Q&A. That is on socialredpill.com, socialredpill.com. One, one word website, socialredpill.com. Um, you can join the uh, the subscription. The base subscription will get in you into that um, Q&A. Um, Pick your subscription wisely. Appreciate that. Um, we'll be in there in about 30 minutes from now. Uh, it's opened up right after this, so you can actually go into the Q&A right now um, and talk with other people who are joining in early. I'll be in there in about 15 to 25 minutes. So um, we're going to continue this conversation again next week, Monday. 
we're going to continue this. Tomorrow is Fringe. Uh, potentially have a guest. Maybe not. I'll find out here in the next few hours. Um, but we're going to we're going to continue talking about this because this is really important to kind of put this narrative together of what's happening. So much love, respect, guys. God bless you all. Take care. You guys have a great night. I'll see some of you guys in the After Dark Q&A. Don't forget to go on over to redpills.tv. Subscribe. Um, I'm probably going to get yelled at, but we're going to build it up for a week. Um, so let's build it up for a week. Next week, we'll dump the chest. I don't have it all pulled up here right now, so it's a little bit difficult for me. Uh, but next week, we'll get that dumped. So you guys all get a – we'll, we'll, there will be a bigger reward next week when we dump those chests. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. Have a great night. See ya. Try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. Only try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon.